Hello everyone and welcome back to the show. You're watching Poetry in Motion. I'm your host Tony Lontis and in a moment the gorgeous Sonny Singh will be joining us to chat all things poetry and writing. Now if you're listening live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch or Twitter, please shout out, please comment and let us know that you're there. If you've missed any of the live shows in this series and this is the fifth show in a series of six, please jump on to Tony TV available on Binge Networks, Hero Go, Paz TV and Zondra TV Networks USA and of course our YouTube channel where you can catch up and find all the information about all of the shows preceding this one. And a reminder too that if you have a smart TV you can also download Tony TV and watch from your smart TV anywhere across the world. Now each week we do a welcome to country which acknowledges the beautiful work of our indigenous people in Australia and so I want to respectfully acknowledge the people of the Yugamba language region on the Gold Coast Queensland Australia the traditional owners of the land on which we meet and broadcast and pay my respects to the elders past and present and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders listening and watching today. Now, as I said before, this is the fifth in a series of shows called Poetry in Motion with international best-selling author Sony Singh, who is a cross-cultural seeker of deep knowing. She writes stories about self-discovery to encourage people to accept themselves for who they are and live the life that they want on their own terms. Her tales of her character's definitive moments on life's journey are both mystical and spiritual and integral to her storytelling as is her multilingual background. Sony is of Indian descent, born in Mexico, raised in Colombia, resides in the United States and is currently visiting Australia. That's a big mouthful. So when she's not traveling, writing, reading, she indulges in meditation, yoga and aromatherapy. And speaking of aromatherapy, I thought I needed some lavender peace gently billowing into my room today so that's what if you could smell it it's divine it's a divine combination of lavender and a few other things um, and it makes for a nice peaceful office space or broadcast based as it is today now Sonny's published three books in her soul seeker collection of poetry embody embrace and embolden and her first novel lonely dove which was re released at the end of september is already an international best-selling novel lonely dove hit the top of the charts last week and continues to do well for sony which is incredibly exciting for us and this week once again we get to talk to sony about her latest poetry um release in paperback of embrace welcome back to the show sony Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be back. And it's Yay! an international bestseller. That's a new thing. <laughs> I know. Congratulations on Thank international best-selling status. How does it feel, Sony? Because these things do not happen overnight, but when they do happen, 
How do you feel? I felt surreal. I still haven't realized or accepted it in a way. Uh, just because, you know, it was unexpected in my mind. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that it was possible to have it, but it did. And I'm embracing it. <laughs> Yay! Which is just a reminder to the audience that Lonely Dove is still on special on Amazon. Yes. And, and this week. Book, Yay! <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Yes, it's beautiful. And it's also available on Kindle because I've bought my Kindle copy as well. So um, paperback, Kindle. Are you going to do the ebook? Um, sorry, ebook is Kindle. Are you going to do the audio book, do you think? I don't know. Uh, that's mm-hmm. something that I haven't considered yet. I mean, it's sort of been mulling in the back it of my head. It is early. Yes. Because <laughs> we've only just released. there's a whole range of processes audience when you publish a book there's a whole range of stuff that goes on before you publish it then there's a whole range of stuff that goes on after you publish it and then somewhere down the track you go oh audiobook version okay that'll be the next thing and because sony has so many things currently going on not only is lonely dove um catapulted to best seller status she's also slowly releasing the paperback versions of her original hard copy uh poetry series and this week we actually get to talk about the second in the series which is yay we've got another yay this is embrace (laughs) so embrace is releasing as a paperback today Mm -hmm. and the links to purchase the paperback version or the hard copy because the hard copy version is a beautiful coffee table edition and so i encourage you if you want something beautiful to set on your coffee table embrace embolden or uh embody either one or even the three would look beautiful on a coffee table but today we're going to talk about embrace because we're releasing it as paperback right now so Embrace uh, is more about the journey of the cycles of life. So I want you to tell the audience, Sonia, about the ebbs and flows and what was happening to you at the time that you were channeling Embrace. Because there were some big lifestyle changes for you happening. And I'd love you to walk the audience through what was happening when these poems came to you. Um, Well... You know, the the three poetry books actually do tie in together. And as uh, I shared with mm. uh, Embody, that was very much on a personal level within me what was happening. Not that Embrace was not. It was just Embody was sort of the first step. When I was writing the poetry for Embrace, I was mm. uh, at, a, at, at a stage of, of flux. I had yeah. already decided that I was going to not live alone any longer. Because mm. uh, so it was COVID, life. wasn't it? It was like it was in the COVID. middle of it was COVID. The, middle of, of, it was the first summer of COVID. So we're talking mm. summer, well, US summer, Australian winter mm. two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I had decided that I was going to uh, move in with, with my parents. And it was a good time for me. It was a good time for them. But there was this sort of how do yeah. I come to terms with all the things that are going on and all the changes? Uh, and thus, Embrace was really about understanding that nothing lasts forever, that we're in a yeah. cycle, uh, that 
you know, we're in a cycle in life from our birth to a, our death, but even in our day to day, uh, you know, the night turns day and there's change and there's transition constantly. And so it was more about um, how, how do I come to terms with this? How do I accept this? Uh, how do I make sense of everything that is happening around me? Uh, and to me, not just around me, but it was yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Also on a personal level. And so that's, that's most of the poetry in Embrace. And it's kind of a big decision as an independent adult woman to go back home and live with mum and dad. As much as they love you and as much as you love them, it's still a big decision, isn't it? It is because, uh, you know, by then you sort of made a life and, and I had mm. moved at that time. I was living in Charleston, South Carolina, and I had thought when I had made that original move that that was going to be essentially it. Like I was just going yeah. to uh, settle there. Uh, and so to have to completely reshift and then say, OK, I'm going to move in with my parents. Of course, I also thought, as we all did, that COVID wasn't going to last that long. We yeah. didn't have this idea. So I thought it's just going to be a few months, you know, I didn't yes. think it was going to be a couple of years. A long. <laughs> so it just kept on extending and extending and extending. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, yeah, I mean, it was, it was hard on, on several levels in the sense of just packing up. Yeah. Uh, all of my things still are packed up in boxes in my parents' yeah. house. I knew I was going to be there temporarily. I, and I still don't have an idea of where I'm going next. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's really <laughs> and yes, that living in a state of flux where things are packed in boxes and you can't quite get into your own groove, so to speak, is challenging in its own right, isn't it? It is because you feel that you're neither here nor there. So you feel settled, but you don't feel settled. I mean, you have yeah. a place, you have your things, and it, sometimes it would be little things like, oh, uh, you know, I need such and such thing but it's packed up in a box oh but which yeah. box <laughs> start thinking is it even worth it to go get it can i live without it <laughs> but then also in, in a very odd way you realize that you don't need as much as you have because you yes. stop remembering all of your possessions and so you know you can kind of it shows you also how adaptable you can be because you can make yeah. your life in, in as limited or as expansive as a situation that you have yeah yeah and so how was it how was it with mum and dad i'm sure that they because i love my kids being home and i'm sure they loved you being home it was it was a wonderful thing for all of us because yeah. especially during covid um with everybody being so isolated it was just really good for us to be able to come together and yeah. during that time we hardly ever left the house you know yeah. you just you, you kind of manage your grocery yeah. shopping to to extend it as far as as you could be so it's almost like the three of us formed our own little community and it was beautiful yeah uh, that's the good. perfect space to be <laughs> yeah 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 and so being in that lovely space and being in that like seclusion almost it was good for your writing wasn't it Sony? it was excellent it was excellent because i didn't have distractions yeah. Um, I could just, in a way, allow the poetry to to flow. A Boy. lot of the poems that are in here came in that time as I was mm. kind of packing up and leaving Charleston, moving to Idaho, because that's where my parents are. Uh, mm. And so a lot of that po poetry just poured out of me in a way that yes. um, 
strangely, and, and part of the reason the, the, the book is titled this way, but made me embrace myself as a poet. Yes. Uh, I'd always considered myself a writer, mm -hmm. or at least since I started writing the novel. Um, mm -hmm. But the poet thing took me a while to, in fact, accept. When I was doing the poetry for Embody, I had no idea what was happening. Yeah. And by the time Embrace came along, I thought, oh, wow, I am actually writing poetry. I can call myself a poet. Uh, yeah. And it was part of that also, like, here's something unexpected that I'm coming to terms with. <laughs> That's amazing, though. Um, I, actually, the thought um, occurred to me after we got off our call the other morning that I wonder if there are poets, poets rather, in your ancient genetic lineage. I wonder. Not Do that you we know, know, Sony? Not that you know? <laughs> no, not that we are wow. aware of. I mean, I know uh, some of my extended family, not extended, even cousins, um, yes. uh, write poetry, uh, but I don't know of anybody beyond that. I mean, it's also hard to say because, you know, a lot of things are lost. Uh, mm -hmm. We don't have the ability or we didn't have the ability then that we do now to yeah to pass down or to yeah uh, yeah pass down uh things from one generation to another but not that we know of wow that makes it pretty darn special though yes <laughs> <laughs> when we talked about um embody we spoke about some of the um uh, impact's not the right word some of you felt the poetry in it with bodily symptoms of aches and pains and things as you were channeling it but it was a little bit different with the poems that sort of have made up embrace um so what was actually happened it was kind of a bit more of an emotional journey wasn't it Sony? It was because with embody to be honest i didn't know what was happening um, yeah i for Embody, um, which was the first book, I was just experiencing things and yep. the words seemed to be coming through me, but I didn't quite either understand. I didn't have yeah. a clear, um, I mean, yes, I knew I was writing poetry and, and, mm -hmm. and I had started to think, you know, should I share some of this poetry? Should I not? Yep. Should I tell people I write poetry? Should I not? With Embrace, it was more of, okay, I write I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. and 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 but who am i what's my voice as a as a poet mm -hmm. as a writer of poetry uh strangely i started sharing some poems on instagram uh <gasps> around yeah. that time yeah uh but but my thought was let me just get comfortable with sharing poems because eventually i'm going to have to get comfortable with sharing my novel i did i still yes. didn't think that this was something that would come out in books. I, I I didn't have that concept yet, but I was exploring more of my voice. Mm -hmm. So for instance, mm -hmm. I started understanding that if somebody said to me, um, you know, write a poem about a strawberry, yeah. I couldn't. But if yeah. I saw a strawberry and I was inspired by the strawberry, I could yes. write a poem about a strawberry. Yes. <laughs> which is again it's really a special gift isn't it it's really a special thing to to not only acknowledge that that's what's happening 
but to accept it and then just to let it flow because had you at any time thought oh no this is not for me and stopped it that would have been the end of it wouldn't it that would have yes it would have just stopped and i wonder if they wondering if there's people listening today that stopped themselves from some of those creative pursuits because they think oh i'm not a writer or i'm not a poet i'm sure there's people listening um and from you've been listening to sonia and i talk each and every week again if at any stage sonia gone nah this is not for me i'm not a poet i'm not then we wouldn't have this outlet we wouldn't have these three beautiful poetry books um with us and we wouldn't possibly have a novel either so i just want to encourage people listening today that if there's something that you is coming to you naturally right speak about it say oh i've got this little story mulling around in my head and it goes something like this share it with someone because you never know where it's going going to go and i'm actually curious i need to know you were always planning on a novel and you were always going to write and publish a novel i'm curious to know at what stage remind the audience when the series of poetry actually started to take on a life and lead to publishment it was just a conversation wasn't it it was it was a conversation so uh karen mcdermott who is uh mm-hmm. my publisher uh for mmh press publishing. big shout out to karen and kmd <laughs> press and all the publishing houses she manages she's a phenomenal woman she is and i mean she has three so it's impressive yes, yes she know, does uh, with yes, kmd does. mmh and serenity press serenity. But, um i i had met karen uh at the serenity press uh retreat in in crump castle in 2019 uh the one that you know you and i um, yes. attended just earlier this year yeah uh, so she had the same one three years ago and at that point i had established a relationship with her and really a friendship and when COVID hit um she would reach out just to say hey how's yeah. it going how are you doing mm-hmm. uh and i had told her uh that i was writing poetry and at that time i just said you know i've started writing poetry mm-hmm. and uh in a follow-up conversation she said are you still writing poetry and i said to her yes i have and you know i i i showed her the stacks of paper because my poetry even to this day i handwrite Um, (laughs) that's awesome i can sit down in a a keyboard and in my laptop and write it directly but the poetry my first draft is always by hand it's only when i put it on on the computer that i start editing and and whatnot but so I had a stack of papers that I- You did. even I wrote on serviettes, didn't you? Oh, like, yeah. There was a yes. note Where of scraps of paper. It? Yeah. Uh, post-it notes. Yes. Uh, notebooks. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I'll show, it's chicken scraps. Like, that's a poem. I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Yes, we can see it's it. a poem called Melbourne. <laughs> ah. The city has inspired me. Um, yes. And so, yes. I, I showed her and I... I, I thought I, you would I, like I, Melbourne. <laughs> I have. Yes. Uh, and when I showed her the, the stack, she just said to me, um, no, I actually said to her, I don't know what to do with all of this. And she said, yeah. well, I do know how to do what to do with it. <laughs> Why don't you, you know, put it together? And she said, send me a selection uh, and we'll take it from there. And so I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, 
and body sort of took shape on our follow-up conversation when you know we were talking about the poetry and you know as i was putting it together realizing that there was a sequence uh or, yeah. or a structure in a way to to the poetry with the chakras uh and so we we just discussed at that point only book one um yeah but as I started working on putting embodied together and yes. really realizing that that stack of poems was quite big mm. <laughs> because between mm. the three collections I mean the three books in the collection there's nearly 300 poems which is a wow. lot yeah um it's a lot for you know a poetry book usually doesn't have that many uh a hundred no. that's quite a lot yeah uh, so she then you know um move forward than body and i i remember contacting her being like i think i have more <laughs> <laughs> and she's like yippee <laughs> so then yeah we moved from uh having one to having three it's an amazing story sony um when we talk about um embrace and it being that more emotional journey it was also, I remember us talking about the fact that it kind of aligned with the Zodiac and the Buddhist life stages. So can you explain how all that interacts in Embrace? Well, when I, so Embody to me was very straightforward in the sense yeah. that I think the chakras, I been, the chakras, yeah. And I had been working with the chakras in, in, in a different mm. form. So prior to, I was uh, doing a lot of wellness coaching and aromatherapy and I used to work on chakras yes. so it was something that was present uh, for mm. me with mm. this one understanding as I said that it was about ebbs and flows and, and, and life and things uh, always in fact always occur in cycles yeah um, I organized it in such a way that to me felt like okay here's me at the beginning of the cycle mm. and by the end of the book you sort of get to me at the end of that cycle mm. uh and then I started curiously just out of curiosity looking at different kinds of cycles and yes um I had been reading uh about Buddhism and about uh astrology because I was part of the course um that I'm currently yes. pursuing doctor of divinity for yeah yeah so these yeah. things got started sort of coming together and me realizing not just that the poems could correspond to a cycle but also that there was some similarities despite two completely different yeah. forms of thought between the two and that they were both divided into 12. uh you know there's uh -huh. 12 signs in the zodiac but there's also 12 stages oh. of life in yes. the book uh wheel wheel of life uh yes. and then I started thinking like oh let's try to see if we can piece this together and some of the things did correspond quite um easily well when it came to uh emotional and maybe more spiritual qualities of what happens mm -hmm, but not mm -hmm. necessarily in um sort of the overt thing and by this I mean like in um the the in astrology the, the yes. first house which is the the ego is all about the self yes uh it also is about the self in the Buddhist wheel of life but it's about the start of life yes uh, so it's sort of you trying to understand who you're trying to be so so the definitions somewhat corresponded even though they weren't exactly the same 
Yeah, because when I was reading about it so I could understand that the philosophy, because I've not done a lot of reading around Buddhist philosophy, and I actually loved the explanation of, of the first stage, that, that energy and it, it is ignorant and it doesn't know anything and and then it takes action that to for it to become consciousness and then so on and so on and so forth and so i thought that that was a wonderful way of linking your poetry and then further down it goes on to talk about the the five senses you know sight sound etc and how that links to um the various stages of life and then goes on and goes right through to the end where obviously old age and death occur Um, but old age and death symbolically don't have to equate to a physical death do they sometimes that equates to a spiritual death or death of ideas doesn't it it does and the thing with with the buddhist wheel of life is that it also recognizes that it, it's not just one life. Um, there's mm. there's rebirth process, and the, that yeah. cycle um, puts that together because it says, you know, you're you're born in this new life, having forgotten the old one, mm. uh, and and you're trying to make your way in the world, trying to understand who you are, and yeah. that's a physical birth, but also on an emotional yes. level. Yes, you know. Anytime you start anything new, you're you're thinking, yep. what is this? Who am I in this? You know, trying to to understand. And then as you grow in that uh, process or in that place or whatever in your life, you know, yeah. you go through different phases of it until you get to the okay, I'm done with this. Now the cycle is over, and I need to move on from here. And so with the wheel of life, when you're talking about your life, you're saying, okay, I'm done with this life. Yes. Uh, so you know your spirit or your 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 soul is preparing for the next one and your mm. body physically decays but yes. your soul moves on you know your, yes. your soul is ready to transcend to the next to the next phase and what's interesting is in astrology the 12th house yeah. is about that higher consciousness um it's about you connecting with your higher purpose and your higher consciousness and so it's not necessarily a death but it yeah, is yeah. about being part of something more expansive uh, which ultimately, you know, if you're moving on into your next life, it is about being more expansive. Yeah. <laughs> but but in your case, it's about discovering the poet within and the growth of that poet and the expansion of your, your poetry. It all happened in that, that sort of time. So it was quite, it aligns quite well in, a bra- in embrace with those stages of life, doesn't it? It, it, it does and it would in in sort of any kind of life cycle I think for me you know we, we've talked about uh, the fact that a lot of the poems came to me um, in a channeled form but I, I yeah. didn't I wasn't even aware I, yeah I can say that now yeah at that point I really had no idea I just knew words came to me They're coming and you wrote them down and I need to write them down um, it wasn't that I needed to write them down then and I would forget because I realized, yes, I was I was compelled to write it down, but even if I had a thought process, like for instance, we've we've talked about this too. A lot of ideas yes. came out of the shower. Well, I couldn't, you know, get out of the shower and write down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I had to until the shower was over. Yeah. But I would yeah. remember. I would remember. Yes. Like the ideas stayed in my in my head enough to to be able to put them on paper. 
And I think with embrace was me understanding that and me understanding mm. that there was a difference in how the poetry uh, came to me versus how I wrote the novels or the short stories yeah. that I was working on because the novel yeah. and the short story, you I can sit think... down at any point and say, okay, this is where I'm going to work. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to dedicate this time. And as you say, yes, I had to think and I had to say, okay, yeah. well, I'm going to now work on chapter one, or I'm going to work on editing or whatever it is. Whereas mm. the poems, I couldn't dictate it. I couldn't say, okay, yeah. poem, come to me now. <laughs> I'm now just staying open. Yeah. Um, and that state of openness is your connection to understanding that the creativity and the source of creativity, mm. yes, is within, but it's also without. It's also part mm. of the what we call the yeah. universal consciousness. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yes, that 12 stage for me was recognizing, oh, I think there's something bigger happening than me with them, yeah. with my poetry. And a lot of that is expressed in Embrace at the end. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sony, poems are still coming to you. It hasn't stopped, yeah. has it? <laughs> As evidenced by the latest poem that Sony's just started working on, uh, Melbourne. <laughs> before before I go on though um can you share with us a bit about writing Melbourne not the words but what you've experienced that sort of kick started that creative process again um I, I I get a lot of poetry written and this is the other thing that you know since the world's opened up and I started traveling yeah. again I get a lot of my poetry when I'm in airplanes Oh. Uh, when I'm in trains, something about the motion, I don't know mm -hmm. if it's the, the, the actual motion or uh -huh. the physically moving from one place to another, or simply the fact that you have no, dis like, there's nothing. No distractions. Like, you're there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I <laughs> agree with you. It's a great time to be distraction free in, in a plane. And, you know, when we were, the plane started descending into to Melbourne, there was this like carpet of clouds and i just yes. kept staring out the window and somehow you know it, it, it started the, the the words started coming to me then but it wasn't until i got down off the plane got in a taxi and came to the hotel where i'm staying uh went for a walk by the river uh the yarrow river that's right yes, here yes the, the the poem just came so when i came back into oh. my hotel room i just started writing it Start out writing yeah <laughs> it was impactful i mean the city is beautiful the journey into it is beautiful it's mm -hmm. great because you see the ocean there's the river yeah. i mean yes there's just so much going on in the city that and it's i was so just gonna say so <laughs> good food and good places what have you done into so there's there's shopping and there's food and there's lots of places to visit within melbourne and then when you start to go outside of melbourne there's some amazing mountain ranges and little towns and all sorts of wonderful stuff outside of melbourne what is it you think that you align with most is it the people and the food or for me there's just an energy about melbourne that is quite different from any of the other capital cities and it's a little bit unique and i just love it and lots of people will say the same thing about melbourne i don't know there's just an energy it's just like oh melbourne i just it's it's good it's good to be here it is it feels it feels very homey even though it's a city mm -hmm. like you just mm -hmm. really feel that yes. you you fit uh yes sort of in the sink of the city like it was yes i i walked around a lot without a map just to see where kind of oh my, yeah yeah uh, 
take me, so to speak? Yeah. And so, for instance, yesterday I ended up in Chinatown without even knowing that there was a Chinatown because I, oh. I hadn't, I had wanted to go to the Queen Victoria markets. Um, oh, yes, yes. And I, I, I walked all the way over there. Uh, yeah. And then I thought, oh, well, now I don't want to go back in the same way I came. So let me just see if I different. Can... <laughs> yeah. a different road. Uh, and I loved it. I I lived in Hong yes. Kong for four years, and this, in a way, reminded me. Like I felt like, Aww. oh my god, I'm in Australia, but I feel like I'm right back in Hong Kong, but Aww. you know, in a, in a different way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, so, that's me to... good to hear because I'm a very big fan of um, Melbourne. It's a great place to visit, and I don't know. It's just there's a vibe and 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 it, it really is good fun and yes the markets are amazing you've now just i'm like oh gosh it's been so long since i've been to the markets i have to go again <laughs> and yes chinatown's great and um there's lots of good food and lots you of things it. to do so it's i know there's really good food in melbourne so um which is why i don't understand why so many melburnians then decide to come to queensland because I'm like, you've got a great space in Melbourne. But then they say, so the other thing about Melbourne is that the weather can be quite changeable. So it can go from sunny to rainy to snowy and back again all in one day, which I think is kind of fun and interesting. <laughs> but other people don't like it at all. <laughs> I, was, I was stuck in the rain uh, yesterday. So oh, yes. Dry and beautiful. Uh, yeah. The sun's come out a little, like, Cloud sun, cloud sun, but at least it hasn't yeah. rained. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I've experienced some of the Melbourne. All the <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Um, now, the other thing that I wanted to talk about um, and ask, because I know we talked about beta readers for Lonely Dove. What about for the poetry? I don't think I've asked you if you had beta readers for the poetry. Well, I, I informally did in that. I yeah. shared a lot of my poems on Instagram. On socials. On social media. Uh, I started mostly only on Instagram, and then eventually I created a Facebook page and uh, yeah. started uploading the, the poems on there. Uh, there's a whole collection of them also on my website. Uh, I, I also post a lot of my blogs and my writing on medium.com. Yeah. Yes. Um, and Medium is a good source because you you get exposure to fellow authors. Yeah. Uh, and so I started getting a lot of um, claps as you, you do on, on yeah, Medium. Yeah. Somebody reads yeah. your, your, your post and they like it, they clap. Uh, yeah. And I started getting followers. Like I just started picking up followers on Medium yeah. Uh, yeah. With, with my poetry. And in a way that was my... Um, my beta readers, uh, when I started posting them on Instagram, I had either friends or people I didn't know private message me yeah. or even comment saying that one po one poem or another touched them. Touched uh, them, yeah. They, they, they resonated with it. One person even printed it and put it on their mirror and said oh, they were moving it every day. Oh, that's Things lovely. Like that. So I had, I had, I didn't have beta readers per se. No, but that's but pretty poems, good though. I got a lot of feedback and I can say that that's a lot of what encouraged me to continue yeah. writing because yeah, yeah, yeah. when you hear that somebody's resonating, you, you know, for one, yeah. I write the poem for myself, whatever I'm yes. experiencing in that moment or whatever my is happening with me in that moment, not thinking about that, the other person. So when you share it and somebody else says, oh, wow, I've connected. Oh, that's great. 
um, you think like, oh, you know, yeah. here, here you go. We actually are all on this universal experience. Like, yeah. I think this is happening to me, yeah. but other people are going through the same thing. And so yeah. it's, it's, it's good. It's encouraging. Fantastic. Um, now, I want you again this week to read us some of the poetry from Embrace. And um, I want you to then tell us what that particular poem specifically means to you and if you can remember where you were when it came to you that'd be really fascinating as well so the poem that i'm going to read is called radical turnaround yeah it's on page 148 in case anybody wants to read cool. along. um so i'll read it first and then i'll i'll talk about yes, it yes please so i am in the mist of a 180 except I didn't go anywhere. I may have gone backwards a bit, needed the leverage in my step before I took a chance to turn at you. The, the days had grown bleak, boring. I had to face my reality, broken. I had reached a wall, stalled, nowhere else to go, I felt. Hired a construction team, repaired, rebuild, putting back the pieces within Time is in my hands. I am letting go of so much, feels absolute. Outsiders no longer come before me. All they had to do was be. All I had to do was please. I needed that and they needed me. I tipped it over, I come first. It's the only way to move forward, not to slog away at life. Not what the tough, not, not what the thought distracts me. Where do I go? with this new orientation. Which oyster do I take, world? Eating would be more fun, satisfying. For that, I need strength, direction, and an airing of dreams or an expansion. With, a, with this radical turnaround, new chances, a new resolve, intentions, I can finally get back to living. This existence has more possibility on my own terms, empowered. Yay! Thank you. So tell us about that poem, Sony. So that poem um, is a lot about, interestingly, what we have been talking about. Yeah. Realizing um, that I had reached a stage of no return in terms yeah. of leaving Charleston and having to move to uh, my parents' house. And it was me coming to turn like, okay, mm. well, I've, I've been here. My life is turning in a different direction. I don't quite know where I'm going. I don't quite mm. know what is happening. Mm. Uh, I can feel that this is good for me, but I also recognize that it's my choice to make something good for me, that I have yes. to take that ownership of saying, you know, and I, I played on the, the, your world is your oyster type of scenario and saying, mm. well, yes, I know my world is my my oyster, but at the same time, it's up to me to take that chance. It's up to me to take that step to turn this around. Um, so it was a, it was a thought process of I'm in this place that I'm not really sure I feel comfortable in, but I'm going yeah. to make. Yeah. So Sony, there's something in that um, space of feeling uncomfortable, and. Um, for a lot of people sitting in that uncomfortable space and just 
seeing what happens often leads to life-changing circumstances or life pivots and it feels like that happened to you would you agree yes absolutely because when i so when i wrote this poem i still had not published poetry meaning i had yeah. started putting things out onto social media but i hadn't i had embody hadn't come to it into existence yeah. uh and so it was this whole okay I, I see that there is something that is is coming mm -hmm. but now i'm going to actually dedicate my focus to it or my intention to it maybe not yeah. necessarily focus but to make something of this and if it hadn't been for the conversations not just the conversations with karen but just me being open to saying yeah yeah i'm gonna do this i am going to write poetry I, it, things wouldn't have come together yeah in it, and in those moments of discomfort it takes courage to take the next step doesn't it so for you it was a courageous step to commit to writing the poetry and then commit to actually publishing the poet poetry because that had never been in your life sphere of where your life could go was it until no, you started channeling and, and the funny thing is you know i in fact was having a conversation with somebody this morning who said to me how is it that you write a book uh and i just said you do and she's like but it's so scary you know i can't do it because i yeah. feel the fear and i said to her i also felt a lot of fear, fear. i felt extremely vulnerable mm -hmm. um because, and especially with the poetry, because the poems are really personal. They uh, are. You know, the the, the Beautifully... novel fictional story that, I, yeah. that I've concocted. But the poem is different. The poem is really me, really? what I'm going through, what I am mm. feeling, how I see the world. And so to put mm. that out there, I mean. Scary. Super scary, because people will judge you. People will criticize they do. you. Not everybody they will do. like the poem. Uh, not everybody will like the poems, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I remember one of the worst reviews I've gotten was somebody who said to me, it just looks like words that you put together. And I'm thinking, well, isn't that all poetry? The poetry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just words that you put together. <laughs> and that's the, that's the thing, though, Sony. If you put yourself out there, you open yourself up to criticism and hurtful comments. But the thing is, they can only hurt you and they they can only, if you allow it to. So mm -hmm. you actually have to go, well, that's their opinion and they're entitled to that opinion, but I'm actually not going to allow that to stop me because overridingly, there's such support for what I do. There's such positive comments there's such great reviews so i'm going to keep going anyway and that's where greatness comes from it from isn't it where you just you feel uncomfortable you put it out there you get some great reviews you get some bad reviews but you keep going that's mm -hmm. the that's the important thing isn't it is to keep on going and not well, stop and the thing also you know what i was telling uh the woman this morning is mm. i absolutely felt the fear it was oh just yeah I did it anyway, so it wasn't easy. It was still a hard thing to go through on an emotional level. Mm. But, you know, if you're living in your purpose, if yes. you're doing the things that bring you joy, then yes. I said to her, no one was going to stop me. I mean, no. you don't have to like 
what I do or the things that I share or the That's way that right. I share things. But I stand in it with uh, my sense of passion, my sense of identity yeah. and my yeah. sense of integrity. And so, yeah. you know, I, I will move forward with it. And and yes, it would be delightful if everybody loved poetry. But they're not going to. Realistically, realistic. that's not it's not realistic. I actually yeah. remember um, uh, an author friend of mine and he has written, oh, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books and I actually remember him saying to me just I think just before I hit like the publish button you know that that uh the go button <laughs> which is not actually a button it's just a yeah it's okay to publish with yeah. your head it's a mental button. <laughs> with your head going <gasps> what am I doing what am I doing what am I doing <laughs> he actually said to me he said you'll have lots of comments from different people and you will have bad reviews and my heart sort of skipped a beat and he said actually think about a bad review as having made it as an author and so that actually stuck in my brain and when I did eventually get I actually only got one bad review but when I it was a pretty doozy it was a doozy of a, of a bad review but his words stuck in my head and I remember thinking okay I've made it now I've got my first bad review <laughs> Because at the end of the day, whatever gets you past that moment of crazy fear, crazy, oh my God, what? who do I think I am? What do I think I'm doing? Why the heck did I decide to publish anything? You have to get over that moment because we all have them, don't we, Sonny? I'm sure that you still have them and will continue to have those moments where you go, what the hell am I doing? Mm -hmm. But greater than that is the beauty of your words the creativity of your poems and the help that they give to other people across the planet and that's what keeps you going isn't it it is and uh, you know what is fascinating with that is it, it is scary even even getting on on on, on stage and reading a poem yes. i had to do that two weeks ago and my voice was shaking and i couldn't wait to get off the stage yeah um and it was one of those things yeah. that you know they said to me you have five minutes i think i took barely three minutes um because i couldn't wait to get off the stage it, it yeah. does still to this day make me really nervous yes um, and it's it's because you're putting yourself out there you're exposing yeah. yourself but there's still a higher calling there's still a higher uh, yes. a, a, a bigger sort of yes. uh, drive that is pulling you forward yes. to say, yes, that is scary. And I don't know if I will ever learn to live with that, uh, but I'm going to just keep doing it forward. in a way. It's almost because you don't know what else to do. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really great thing to say, because sometimes you're really not sure where the journey's taking you. You just know it's taking you somewhere and you've just got to stick on that track. And mm -hmm. again, it is scary. Like, I don't want the audience to think that authors aren't fearful that oh, their work's not going to be accepted because every single one of them would be lying if they said they weren't there weren't elements of fear in putting their work out there 
And I don't think I've met anyone who's not fearful. Agreed. I mean, even from people who prolific are writers. Like prolific, everybody's fearful of putting their, their words out there. Absolutely. So um, if you're listening today and think that you've got poetry that you want to write or you've got a book that you want to write, then just start. You don't have to have it all organized. You don't. Ha so Sony didn't have any of the poetry organized. She just wrote when she was prompted and had the words, she wrote them down. And it was a step-by-step -step process to get them to publication. But the first step in that process is always the hardest. And, and from our conversations with Sony audience, you would understand that that was just accepting. These words are coming to me. I need to write them down. And she did it without thought or without planning. <laughs> And yeah. that's a beautiful thing, though, Sony. It's a really beautiful it, we, thing. We're often our own worst enemies. You know, we oh, God, yes. all sorts of reasons of why not to do something. Mm -hmm. You know, we're afraid of what people will say or maybe yeah. we're not good enough or maybe, yeah. you know, this. What if it fails? Good. What if I fail? Yeah, there's all of these what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. Yeah. But the, the truth is every day is a what if, right? We don't know what's yeah. going to happen in a given day. Yeah. So yeah. if you don't give yourself the chance, then who else will? And that's the thing that I remind myself all the time. It's, it, you, you know, it has to start with me because if I don't put myself out there, how am I going to reach other people or how are people even going to have the opportunity to say yes or no to my poetry? Uh, that's but, right. You know, I have to give myself that chance and everybody should give themselves their chance. It's just, we, yeah, yeah we stand We're so our hard on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. But the other thing is too, if you're courageous enough to put yourself out there, you actually give loads of other people permission to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that means more and more people are living and doing, living with passion, doing things that they love and creating a better world for us all to live in because um, poetry and words are important for humans. That's how we connect. That's how we tell stories. It's an important thing to do. And you don't actually have to get to the point of publication. You may decide that you just want to write for magazines. You might just want to write for your family. You might just want to write for your kids, whatever it is. Just start because you never know where that journey is going to take you. And for Sony, it it actually started with a novel, but the poetry came and it went out to the world. And now she's going back to the novel writing and then there's more poetry to come. So it hasn't stopped anything. It's just increased the creativity for you, Sony, I would think. It has. And it, it, that's the thing that it's about allowing ourselves to the mm -hmm. space to actually do. Um, another conversation I was having, you know, somebody was talking about not having time or not having, uh, you know, the space or the ide ideal environment. And I said, you know, the moment this becomes your priority, all mm -hmm. of those excuses fall to the wayside because yeah. when it becomes important to you, you, you will, will do find it. the time and the mm -hmm. space. Yeah. And it actually doesn't have to be a long time. You know, sometimes no. you think like, oh, I have to dedicate days or have to dedicate no. hours. Sometimes it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, Absolutely. 30 minutes, uh, whatever it is that you can spare. Just even starting to write, getting a few words yeah. down is all that you need to do. Um, and then if you do it every day, 
uh, you know, it all accumulates. It becomes, yes, it becomes habit mm-hmm. and it accumulates and becomes thing um but you just you got to start like you just you got to get out of your own way give yourself that permission to just see what happens and just start and there's no one else who's going to give you permission other than no no one's going to give you permission (laughs) no (laughs) not in this world (laughs) not in this world um and i'm so glad that you were courageous enough to take that step and write those words that were coming to you down and form the poetry because knowing you and seeing that more poems and more writings are still coming is just a wonderful thing to observe and it's a beautiful thing to be part of an author's journey it's actually a real privilege to see how people grow and develop and I've known Sony long enough to know that some of those and observe some of those fears and and those fears about public speaking etc etc and know that there is growth and I've seen the growth in Sony over that period of time and that will happen to you too so you'll start out as someone and you'll head towards someone else and it's all about following your as you like to say Sony trust your soul's destination and we don't have to know where we're going and that's that's part of the beauty that we don't Mm -hmm. always have to know the outcome it's about embracing the moment funny and the journey (laughs) the journeys and the journey because sometimes it's just about being open and when you release Mm -hmm. the expectation of how things should be you know Mm -hmm. that's when all of the 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 world opens up and there's possibility in 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 your life and you never know just where it will take you like i i would never have been able to tell you that i would have three books of poetry absolutely uh, and and much less that you know i would do that all within a span of a year i mean that to me was very quick (laughs) expected and crazy Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, so need... it's going to turn out. Absolutely. Um, so we're quickly running out of time again. <laughs> we have so much fun chatting on this show. Um, I want to remind people that you can buy the bestseller Lonely Dove right now, and the links are attached to this interview you can reach out and jump on sony's website sonysing.com you can connect to sony on socials and i really encourage you to do that Um, connect and chat with sony and ask her questions about that fear ask her questions about channeling poetry ask her questions she loves to connect with people and hear their thoughts it's been a key part of her experience as a writer and just a reminder too that each of the poetry books has been released the first two are now in paperback so in um, body and embrace today and next week in our final show we're going to talk about embolden now you might remember a couple of shows back we talked about flute playing now embolden has a wonderful um poem about flutes and we're going to share that with you next week and tell you the flute story as well so sony i want to thank you once again for jumping on the show and being so open and sharing with us about your journey um congratulations yet again on bestseller status for lonely dove please go out and buy the book it's a great read um i haven't finished it yet but i'm getting there (laughs) 
And we will be back next week with Sony to talk about the final in the series of her poetry books and to round out all the things we've spoken about for the last six shows. Sony, keep enjoying Melbourne. I can't wait to chat to you next week. We will be back with Poetry in Motion, same time next week. Thank you, Sony. Thank you for having me. Bye for now, everyone.